my message is it is possible to heal and to transform yourself and shed that skin and uh you know realize that it's um you're not alone in your grief mm -hmm. because other people are grieving out in the world and it is possible to heal Finally here, welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Mangena. I am here. Um, I'm here recording the first week of January. So I think this is one of the first podcast episodes I'm recording in the new year. Uh, we're getting off on a very strong, solid foot. Uh, fellow author, uh, Laura is calling in from San Francisco. Yes, hello. San Francisco, San Francisco. <laughs> uh, I saw her uh, politely sipping uh, an espresso there, uh, as the name would suggest would be done. Uh, Laura was actually introduced by a dear friend of mine, uh, someone who's intimately involved in the production of the books that we do, Alexa. Big shout out to Alexa Big Wolf. Uh, I'm really excited to get to know you today and to introduce the listeners to you. So. Why don't we start by you letting us know who you are um, and one thing that you're really passionate about? Well, uh, first off, uh, Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Um, so my name is Laura Formentini. I'm originally from Milan, uh, Italy. And um, uh, so I'm an author. My book um, comes out on the 11th of January. And uh, I'm an author, I'm a nonprofit photographer, and I've been an activist for about 20 years. Um, I'm a big advocate of, um, ha, uh, let's put it this way, of uh, uh, loving action. So how to implement uh, small, random acts of kindness and um, how to make the world a better place. Mm. Um, I have worked with uh, countless NGOs around the world. I moved to the States when I was 20 years old, but then uh, I, and I, I originally was an archeologist. I was in archeology span for quite a while. And then um, uh, obviously it takes you to travel all over the world and then I realized the disproportion between uh, rich and poor around the world. And that led me to um, become an activist and you know, become a fundraiser and uh, as well a nonprofit, nonprofit photographer. And so I've worked with um, animal welfare organizations, um, children's homes, communities. So I've, I've lived in Africa, I've lived in Central America and um, and that's really what uh, drives me um, to help out, help mm. out. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So first and foremost, I've got this vision of you in an Indiana Jones hat with like a whip <laughs> over here. Right? <laughs> and then migrating over to take photos over here, they just because one's very scientific, very analytical, exploring the, you know, what's going on. And the other's the creative expression. And, and I get, 
photography all my photographer friends went no there's detail and there's a science to photography yeah, yeah I get that but in my mind they're just so different the position they're so like diametrically opposed they're like these other sides of the of the of the, of the circle how does that transition even happen was it the inspiration of you traveling the world and seeing these different cultures and maybe finding out the history and the anthropology behind them like Definitely. where does that even yeah yeah i was i was always inspired by photography ever since i was little though it was mm -hmm. always a passion of mine so mm -hmm. yeah i mean it was a transition that happened very uh organically so it's not something that um i i was always interested in photography anyway so mm -hmm. um, and then I, little by little, I, I got into ethical photography, which is um, pretty much nonprofit photography. And, you know, it's it's it kind of led me to travel the world, but with a purpose, you mm. know, and, and that's that's really what um, what was, uh, you know, it it did happen organically. So it wasn't just like out of the blue. OK, there was a, there was an evolution, it was an like, evolution into yeah, the, exactly. the star that you are today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Yeah. Um, what I also find fascinating is that when when people that I know generally say, you know, I'm an activist, right? Uh, like one of my dear friends, he's an animal rights activist, right? He ended up in jail for blowing right. up um yeah. blowing up animal testing facilities. Right. He ended up getting a life sentence. Yeah. He didn't kill anyone, but they said right. he was a terrorist uh, back in the UK. Um shout out Don if you're listening. But um I don't think I know anybody that has such a completely directionally agnostic approach to activism. Maybe I do know and they just haven't voiced it, but was it that you just, is it that you just keep yourself open to the, the spaces that you can share your gifts and be the light? Or is it that you, you've tried one out and then, oh, there's another one. Like, how does that, diversification of activism come in? Well, um, when you're an activist, you, you aim to make it, uh, to make the, the place that you're in a better place. Mm -hmm. So uh, no matter what, you know, you try to change a community, you try to, you know, and I've, I've been involved mainly with animal uh, welfare because, mm -hmm. um, uh, and so for instance, I led many campaigns of sterilization of, of uh, stray animals in mm -hmm. southern Italy, in Eastern Europe. And so, um, you know, and uh, hopefully that influences others in the same community to believe in the cause and, and, and do the same thing. So. Mm -hmm. so sterilization of stray animals, please explain. So basically when, uh, when you go to um, places like Southern Italy or Eastern Europe, like Romania, Mm -hmm. You'll see uh, stray animals all over the place. So stray dogs, stray cats, because people do not sterilize their animals. They don't, they don't neuter or, or spay their animals because it's uh. in their culture. And so there's a proliferation of animals and they're all over the place. And because they're all over the place, what happens is a lot of, a lot of times they'll kill them. They'll poison them. They're, um, you know, I've heard horror stories. They'll poison them. They'll bury them alive. There's so many. You don't see it in the States. You don't mm -hmm. see it here. But all over the world, the, there's a big problem with 
stray animals. And so what happens is when you sterilize them, so you, it's called a neuter, it's called the trap neuter release. T N R. It's a practice of capturing the animals, sterilizing them, and then releasing them um, mm-hmm. in, the, in their environment, in the streets. So, mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, obviously eliminates the problem. I mean, or mm-hmm. diminishes the problems. Yeah, of course. Eliminate. I mean, the, the problem is still humans. Right. <laughs> humans are the problem. Right. You know, so the, the issue is with me, I've, um, I'm an empath. And so I have mm-hmm. always absorbed the good and the bad. So I, you know, yeah. growing up as an empath, I always wanted to do something, you know, especially, yeah. So, um, mm. so I've been able to, uh, you know, to put myself out there and, and uh, obviously I love to travel. Mm-hmm. So, so have an excuse to travel. I have an excuse to Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so much for the work that you're doing there. I mean, it's admirable that, so I hear people, I'm going to do a quick tangent here, but I hear people say, you know, so my friend Josh, he's got a dear friend, he lives out in Dubai and she's like a super animal activist as well. And some people are like, but what about humans? What about the human activists? Why are we thinking about animals? What about humans too? And for me, it's, I think the world would be a better place where we stop making it about animal rights versus human rights or human rights versus animal rights. And we just like sentient life deserves the opportunity to fully express itself and to do so abundantly without being warrantlessly attacked. Exactly. Anyway, that's my dad. Let's talk about the book. Let's bring the vibe back up and talk about the book. We've got into the, let's bring the vibe back up. Let's elevate. Ah, yeah, yeah. Energy. Elevate the minds. Yeah. Elevate it. Yes. <laughs> Tell me, so we're July 11th, uh, July, January 11th. We're recording this January 6th. So yeah. hello from the past into the future. Um, I know you worked with Alexa on this project. Um, that's how we got to connect she she was like oh my god you've got to meet this woman she's amazing (laughs) it's like okay alexa let's meet her Um, talk to me um what is the book what is the book doing what's its purpose what's its intention what's it what's it doing in the world sure um so um yeah so uh, the story is um is this i was um in in 2019 at the in uh, in august I was in Ethiopia, okay, and I was um, collecting stories of uh, positive transformation for one of my books. Um, I was collecting these stories from the locals in Ethiopia, in the rural area of uh, south of Addis Ababa. Mm -hmm. And so I was there with a group of locals and um, amazing, amazing people. And uh, when I received a call, um, I received a call from my older son in the in who was in the states at the time, um, who told me that my younger son had taken his life, wow. and that happened in the um, western United States. So, obviously, I'm distraught. I'm you know I'm like oh my god, what am I going to do? And so. I had to drop everything that I was doing, cut short my trip and find a, find a way, you know, to get back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the locals helped me to find a flight, which did not turn out to be one flight, but four different flights. So I mm-hmm. had to 
go from the rural area to Addis, from Addis to Dublin, Ireland, Dublin, Ireland to Boston, and finally home to Denver. Okay, so mm-hmm. 35 hours by myself. Nobody in the group could come back with me. Nobody had a passport. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. So the group I was with, uh, they told me, listen, nobody can stay with you until your flight departs because the flight was late at night. It was like at 10 p.m., I believe. But there's a friend of ours who can, who volunteered to be with you. Okay. And um, so this person's name is Asefa, beautiful Ethiopian man, total stranger. Okay. His wife was very pregnant at the time and, and, and she was due within like a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, yeah, I'll be with you all day until your flight departs. So as soon as he shows up, he holds my hand mm-hmm. and he calls me sister. And he's like, sister, you're okay. Your son is okay. Don't we? They're very religious there. Mm-hmm. Um, your son is okay. I'm here with you. I'm your brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. So holds my hand all day long. You're talking about 10 hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. Takes me to lunch, takes me to an archaeological museum because he knows that I like archaeology. And so stays with me all day long, calls me sister. Okay. And then when it's time to drop me off at the airport, I asked him, I said, why did you do all of this for me? You don't even know me. Mm-hmm. And he said, he laughs and he's like, I didn't do anything special, sister. It was my human responsibility. So I was able to take that flight, to take those flights, thanks to his presence, okay? Mm -hmm. Thanks to his kindness, thanks to his loving words and loving spirit, I was able to go. There is no way I would have been able to go to get on that flight without him, okay? So that, that random act of kindness, okay, prompted me to pay his gift forward, okay? So I started writing and um, about five or six weeks after my son passed, I started writing notes and poems and then the poems turned into fables. And then then I started meeting people. And then that's when I met Alexa. And then Mm -hmm. people told me, this should be a book. And I'm like, what do you mean it should be a book? Yes, because it can help other people. Mm -hmm. Basically, this turned out to be a cathartic way of releasing my pain. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because obviously I was, I, you know, grief is basically love that has nowhere to go. So I had to move that energy and I was able to move that energy by writing. So that's how I healed myself. But it turned out to be little by little a book crafted to help others heal as well because it's a book that traces my process of healing some from it goes from my the initial uncontrollable pain to all the setbacks the acceptance and eventually the healing and so it shows you that yes i've been through probably the most traumatic event that a woman can go through but if i've been i've been able to heal myself you can too So that's my way of showing that number one, love does not die. And number two, yes, we all have the power to heal ourselves and to transform ourselves. And so 
um, I was able to write and understand that this life goes beyond form. And, um, and by, by saying this, I mean, uh, yes, the form does not last, but love does. Mm. And so, um, it's my way of saying, uh, you know, I'm paying this random act of kindness by gifting this book to those who are grieving and going through their pain. And hopefully it will act as a bomb uh, for those going through the dark, dark moments. Ooh. I know. And wow. it was not an easy book to write. And especially um, now I can't say that I have completely healed. You know, I mm. healing continues to this day. Yeah, of course. But, you know, you know, the Kubler Ross model, you know, with the five stages of grief. Um, uh, roughly, but not, not so, to point it back. So there are five stages of grief, okay, according to the Kubler Ross model. And so, which include a series of five emotions. If you look it up, you have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Okay, so these are all the. I would say the the emotions that I've been through as I was writing the book, okay? But I can say that I've probably even reached a sixth emotion, which is healing. And I don't know if you can call that emotion, but it's a state of being. Um, mm. You know, I've gone beyond the acceptance. I'm at the healing stage, um, which I believe is completely possible. You might not be able to heal completely because obviously it was a lot more fun when my son was around physically, but, mm. um, but I know that he's been there writing the book with me. And, mm. and by that, I say, I'm saying he was very empathic, just like me. So he would have been like, yes, mom, let's do it. Let's do it together. Let's, let's bring this healing to the world. And so um, it's a beautiful book. It's a beautifully illustrated I met this amazing illustrator who is from England. And so basically it was just meant to be mm -hmm. because I the right people at the right time. the right time. Yeah. And then I got this amazing endorsement from Deepak Chopra who loved yeah. the book. And, <laughs> and so I believe that it's, I got a, a Kirkus star. Um, I really hope that um, this book helps a lot of people work mm -hmm. with their grief. In grief, it doesn't have to be what I've been through. Grief is the same, you know, the process of grieving is the same for, from, you know, either you're going through a divorce or a natural or artificial disaster or a death or, you know, grief includes the same emotions. And so I'm hoping that this book will help um, those going through their dark moments. And the thing is, is that one thing that I've learned doing some of my own healing journey is that we all have our own unique signature as to what would cause grief. Right. And what would cause trauma and what would call for healing. Right. Um, you know, for one person, losing a pet goldfish will be all right, you know. Let's right. pet goldfish. I'm gonna right. go and get another one. Right. And for someone else, that could be the thing that's holding them back 40 years later from forming 
deep emotional bonds and connections with people. Yeah, perhaps you could speak about the panacea. I I just feel the energy, like a panacea, a panacea of energy behind this for people to to go on a journey and just exploring what grief and healing really is and applying it to different areas of their life. Yeah, and then you know what? Uh, also, we've we've all gone through this uh, this collective grief because of the pandemic. So, you know, there's a lot, you know, and when the pan- pandemic hit, I was already going through my own grief. So it was, mm-hmm. I was already grieving. And then on top of that, you had the pandemic. And so the pandemic in a way helped me to sit down and write because mm-hmm. otherwise I would have gone all over the place and traveled and, you know, but I was able to, in a way it was. Be still. Be still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plant myself in the chair and write. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yes, and everybody heals differently. And I, you know, um, for instance, you know, therapy might work for some people. Um, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, for me, for instance, it doesn't work. For me, it's, it's about writing and meditating. I do a lot of meditation. I do transcendental meditation, which works really well for me. Mm-hmm. But it's not, you know, there are different, different modalities that you can use to heal yourself. But my, my message is it is possible to heal and to transform yourself and shed that skin and, uh, you know, realize that it's, um, you're not alone in your grief mm-hmm. because other people are grieving out in the world and it is possible to heal and move, um, you know, and it is possible to transform anything, you know. So I was able to transform that pain into something that is beautiful, you know, something that is uh, hopefully helpful for others. And so transformation is something that happens in nature and we're, we are able to, uh, we can transform ourselves because transformation happens in nature. You know, it's, that's just the process of nature transforming. We will all transform one day. Mm-hmm. So. It's just, where's the transformation going to come from? How is it going to come in? You know, yeah. Yeah. this is all the adventure. Yeah. I think what I think would be really powerful. First of all, listeners, I was being very, very directive when I was saying that we all have different individual relationships to the idea and concept of trauma, of grief, of loss. Don't let anybody tell you that your grief or that your loss is too small or that someone else is bigger than yours. Your individual relationship with it is what matters. And Laura's giving us the opportunity here through the depth of her experience and the gift that was born from that to have a playbook for us to shed the dark side of this trauma polarity and move into a place of healing. And I want you to accept the invitation. I want you to go ahead and grab the book. We're going to pop some links for you to connect with Laura, to follow her journey and to support this movement. And I want you to accept this gift, this new year gift of a true path to healing from whatever your pain or your trauma is. Beautiful. The title of the book is that 21 Olive Trees, A Mother's Mm -hmm. Walk Through the Grief of Suicide to Hope and Healing. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I picked the, the name, uh, the title 21 Olive Trees because, well, my son was 21. Mm-hmm. Past, and, and then I picked the olive tree because um, the olive tree is a symbol of power, of peace, of regeneration and, um, and strength. And so it's, it's my message to the world that that strength is inside of you. Mm. to heal yourself and to transform yourself so stay strong and uh you will heal it takes time it does take time but it is possible and i am the living proof (laughs) living proof living proof of that if there was one takeaway that you could give the listeners for them to to have a taste of a gift that you share with them from the journey of this experience and creating the book, what would you share with them? Um, well, I would say that um, when life seems very unpredictable, mm-hmm. random acts of kindness can help us become connected to the whole mm-hmm. and heal together. And um, I believe that true, unfaltering human connection comes from learning that being vulnerable is not only okay, but necessary. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a big advocate for uh, practicing random acts of kindness because exactly what Asefa, look at what Asefa did to me in Asefa is my Ethiopian friend. Mm-hmm. he thought that it didn't do anything special for me he said i didn't do anything special it was my human responsibility mm-hmm. so it was nothing it was nothing special to him but it, but he saved me it changed mm-hmm. me changed my world i realized that my healing journey started the minute i met him okay mm-hmm. so you never know the magnitude of your random acts of kindness you never know the domino effects so they might not mean anything to you, but they might save someone else's life. So Amazing. that's Amazing. my message. What's the best place for people to connect with you? And again, we're going to pop the link for 21 Olive Trees um, in, in the show notes so people can grab that. But for people that want to connect with you, to follow the story, um, to read Deepak Chopra's uh, uh, shining accolades about your book, where's the best place for people to, to connect with you? Sure, my website is that lauraformentini.com. So L-A-U-R-A-F-O-R-M-E-N-T-I-N-I.com. And that's the best way to um, get a hold of me. I'm also on Instagram at author Laura Formentini. Okay, well, I'll make sure that I'm going to pick up the phone immediately since we hang up here and, and cool. follow you on Instagram as well. Make sure we're friends there. So guys, okay. um, through Laura's journey, she's been a messenger of hope a messenger of healing and i i again want to encourage you to accept this invitation um regardless of what other people have told you about what that grief or that pain is there's an opportunity for you to heal through these olive branches i invite you to accept it until next time remember you can consciously choose a more abundant joyful purpose-driven healed life and keep dreaming with your eyes open Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.